sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. What's up, hoop snakes? That sound of that chair squeaking lets you know this is pop culture continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. Hoop snakes? No such thing as hoop snakes. Uh, you're, this week we're doing... Queen, the works, versus uh, Dirty Janelle Computer. Monet, Dirty Computer, yes. <laughs> I, know, I didn't want to say her name because I didn't know how to say it. It's Janelle Monet, and... Uh, we were originally, well, my my idea was to do two Queen albums, but then Pat always no got to fucking throw his two cents in. Oh, let's the show is called Pop Culture Continuum and not current. two Queen albums every week. Well, it could be because then people might mistake us for two dope Queens. We get a lot of new listeners. And then there'd be a lot of disappointed people. A lot of disappointed. I mean, there's already a lot of disappointed people. I don't mind contributing. Um. Yes, so we're doing that. Uh, Queen, The Works was one of the Queen albums I wanted to do. Uh, not the better one either, but I think more in line. You picked it. No, I know. But uh, but uh, it's more in line with the Janelle Monet album, I think, than the other one would have been. So, um, Although they're both... Well, we'll start with the Queen album. Um, did you know anything from this album previously? I... I think Radio Gaga, other than that, I don't think so. Yeah, this was not, I mean, this was their, they were pretty much declining in America uh, by this point. They're still huge in the UK, but uh, yeah, no, not so big here. I'm trying to see. Um, well. And I I don't mean, uh, I mean, I know they're classic rock and all, but I, I really didn't care for it. I mean, I like some of it, but on the whole, I didn't like the album that much. I don't know if that's blasphemy or what. No, I don't know. I mean, it's later period Queen. It's different than the the stuff we know them for over here. Um, I don't mind it as much because I think it's got a couple really great songs. But yeah, it's not it's not the first Queen album uh, I would recommend to anybody for sure. Uh, this was 84, so for, like, I was into them from a young age, and, like, on all their albums, they would have, uh, at the end of the credits, it would be, like, no synthesizers. And then, uh, finally, on in on the game, I think, in 1980, it was like, this album has synthesizers. So I don't know why they were so, like, against them, because they use them all over the place here. And electronic drums and all kinds of shit. Um, Wait, they, they like made an effort to say we're not using synthesizers? Yes, every album had that that disclaimer yeah was it like was it big with other bands and they just wanted to clarify that they're not a part of that group is that why or i i yeah i don't know maybe they wanted people to know that all the sounds were made from organic instruments if i mean i don't know for like maybe of a they're term. holding out holding out for someone to give them free synthesizers and we're like no we're not using them so you're not getting our advertising synthesizer companies that would be a smart move mm-hmm. um because, as we know, the synthesizer monopoly in the 70s. Ugh. Fascist. Um, anyway. Oh, they, I had thought that it was just a couple of years ago they started making those branded monopolies, but it was back in the 70s. So what would Park Place and synthesizers be? Uh, it would be a Roland JX. Mm. I don't know. I don't know the brands. 
Uh, and what would uh, Baltic be? DX7. Ooh, those are bad. Yeah, that's, that's why that game didn't sell. You don't see it in stores anymore. Uh, I kind of liked having the, the cheap Monopoly when I played Monopoly. That The low-rent one that's right after Go. What? The Baltic Avenue, or is it the purple ones. Those Monopolies, those were good. You mean just Monopoly, as it was as it was for like... I don't know. Ninety years before they started making. No, I mean when you when you have properties of all the same color. I mean the cheap one. That when you're playing the game, I liked having that one that you first got to, right after go. Dude, literally nobody knows what you're talking about. So I'm just gonna say, have yeah, me too. Have you never played? Have you never played Monopoly? I've played Monopoly. I don't know what the fuck you're on about. You know the the your little pieces start on the go piece, right? Yes. And the go. And then the, the property right after Go is Baltic and Mediterranean. They're the purple pl- places. Yeah. I said I'm saying I like owning those two properties. Oh. All right. Uh, I'm done with this. Underrated. Underrated. It's very inexpensive, and you can build hotels. Well, you, what you want to do is uh, trump it up and build hotels on. Uh, well, Park I'm not place. doing politics. Let's talk about Queen. Oh, I was talking about his business. Oh, his Queen business sense. All right. Um, yes, let's talk. Yeah, so not not your favorite album, although it does still. Uh, no, I I agree with that, and it it does still showcase their songwriting versatility. I think uh, more than anything after it did. So uh, oh, this is not their last album. No, no, they had uh, four more after this. But I mean, it might have well, it might as well have been in the U.S. I think, because um, in 1980 they released the game which had crazy little thing called Love and another one bites the dust, and that made them huge here. And um, then, of course, that same year they did the Flash Gordon soundtrack. We've discussed which that. Is great. And then so they. It's not like I hate Queen. Did an album called Hot Space, which tanked like a motherfucker over here. But was it good? Uh, no, I would say yeah. it wasn't. They were. <laughs> Definitely trying for, like, a disco and, like, urban-type feel to it, which didn't really... It wasn't their strengths. Um, but, yeah, in any case, so at this point, uh, they were on the wane over here, and I'm look Sorry, I'm looking at some of their singles just to see, because I think this first song... What's ironic is that they also had a song in Wayne's World... Wait, why is that ironic? Because you just said they're on the Wayne. Oh, yeah, I didn't even catch that. That's true. But I was thinking of Wayne from the Wonder Years. That's why I got a little, a little. Is that mixed the up. is that is that the kid with the glasses or is that the brother? Uh, no, it's the brother. Paul's the kid with the glasses. Come on, you don't know this. Did you hear that they're making a TV show based on that Tom Hanks movie, and they're going to call it the Oneida Years? I would watch it. Shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight. That's one line I remember from that movie, which is the stupidest line possibly in movie history. Um, well, I was, I what I was going to say is um, that I think this first song uh, that we're going to talk about, Radio Gaga, um, also the first single, was uh, I was I thought it might have been the first song written by the drummer to have been released as a single, Roger Taylor, but it wasn't. There was one on the shitty album before that that was released as a single by him, but uh, but it was the first hit single that he wrote, I think. Um, and 
previous to that, none of his songs were singles. All the other, all the other band members had songs that were big hits, but not him. Um, and I think maybe part of the problem was that on the older albums, a lot of the songs he used to write, he also used to sing. <laughs> and uh, I think people want Freddie Mercury when they listen to Queen, but he let Freddie sing this one, uh, rightly is, so. Rightly is this so. the most? Is this the one that got the most airplay this off of this album? The biggest hit in the U.S. Um, okay. Uh, actually, and in the UK, I'm I'm seeing. Um, although in the UK, only by one position. Uh, this was number two, and then your pick was number three. So, uh, in any case, I don't love this song. Um, I'm I was always a little bit baffled as to why it was a hit. Oh, uh, it's 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 fun to sing the parts where they say Radio Gaga, Radio EE. Yeah, sound like a monkey and and do mm-hmm. the the claps. Um, yeah, kind of, and it it was kind of like weird, like they were trying to get into synth pop, but they didn't really know how to do it. That's how it sounded to me, um, just from listening to a bunch of synth pop stuff in that era. Um, but it's it's okay. Like I listening to it again, I'm like it's not bad. It's got the nice little piano part in there too. I mean, just chords, but um, yeah, I guess I guess that's all it is, right? It's kind of catchy and dumb. It, like we will rock you in a way it's singable yeah the radio like gaga it. you like it it's, it's fun i think and it's that, okay the little synth, like uh laser guns shooting her they're kind of, they're just funny yeah it's, it's <laughs> definitely cheesy uh, mm-hmm. well they must have had some leftover flash gordon shit they had yes yeah, yeah um yeah, I, I I never at the time I thought I was like, oh, this is okay. I don't really know why they picked it for a single. Uh, also, um, Queen were not great prognosticators, as we can see. They saying that um, you've yet to have your finest hour for radio, which was the exact opposite of how things went down. Uh, well, when these these songs first came out, I was not listening to music. I was more worried about uh, whether my face would be covered in a cage and rats would eat my face off. Oh yeah, based on that great book. Huck Finn. Yep. No, I get that. I mean, I think a lot of us were thinking that in '84, uh, which is when this album came out. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, but like you said, you don't love the album, and I think this is like, it's an okay song, and I think that for most of these songs, that's the case. But uh, let, no, let's play when this. When this album came out, what was it classified as? This straight rock? I think rock. Pop, yeah. rock? They were considered a rock band, yeah. Not yeah. punk for sure. Um, I didn't. No, oh, I did pop. not say punk. Pop, pop rock is what I yeah. said. Well, yeah. And punk. you know, I'll talk about the pop rock thing a little more uh, when we do the last song that we're going to talk about on this album. But yeah, yeah, I think pop rock. I, they were a weird band. They they got the rock audience, but they also. Uh, had enough pop in them to cross over from just like that, classic rock it, dudes and you know that's what i was is 84 was um, in 1984 where the radio stations called classic rock yet because it seemed like it was pretty quickly that they called stuff like led zeppelin classic rock i think they were because i feel like i called it classic rock at that point and i was not a fan of classic rock in general that's you know? so weird i mean this is classified in some places as classic rock but it's just so weird that they it was like five or seven years away from the, the albums being new, and they're already called classic to differentiate it from. I don't know what was what was it being differentiated from in '84. Punk what and would, new wave and. 
but and, nothing was actually rock at that point, gen- right? Yeah, I mean, I think at that well, yeah, I feel like rock was more underground. Well, now I'm thinking of like alternative and punk rock, I guess at that time. Yeah, but, but alternative is, I guess '84. There, yeah. So okay. I mean, used to do the replacements, REM. That was all yeah. like rock, but it right. wasn't radio rock. Um, it was college radio. Yeah, I think. I mean, like, what, like what? Brian Adams with that Bruce Springsteen, that kind of stuff was probably considered. Oh, rock. that's that's true. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that makes sense. But no, it was. Yeah, it was not a big rock. Was dying at that point. I feel like. What would um, you? I mean, is Bruce Springsteen? He's not classic rock because they wouldn't have called him classic rock then. What would you call Bruce Springsteen? Rock. I know. I yeah. I, I guess okay. just rock is is safe. This is just, um, so interesting uh, you know, the classifications of music types yeah sure. well when I think 84 like the rock stuff was basically uh, hair metal that was yeah. the rock stuff that was getting played on the radio um, yeah bon, I don't know was, it's weird bon, was Bon Jovi out by 84 or was that a couple years later oh yeah no, they were out by 84 yeah yeah and thank god how would we have ever made it through Reagan without him but this song has nothing to do with Bon Jovi This is Radio Gaga. Let's take a quick listen. I'd sit alone and watch your light. This is a great song, actually. I think this is my favorite song on the album. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You I forget the name is? now. It's <laughs> called <laughs> I Want to Break Free. Also, if you're trying it in karaoke, uh, deceptively difficult to sing. Just putting that out it's, there for you karaoke types. It's a, it's a kind of a, like, his voice, I think, is highlighted the best on this song of the whole album. Yeah, his voice sure is... Why. is and it's it's just it sounds like it's so easy like he makes everything sound easy i guess yeah uh but yeah no it's not uh, <laughs> i'm i think he wrote this man why can't i find the writers of these goddamn songs let me see if i can do it with my wikipedia skills i'm looking at the singles instead of the album which is stupid 
I'm stuck uh, John Deacon. Oh, bass player. Yeah. So there you go. He wrote also uh, another one bites the dust. He wrote "You're My Best Friend." So it's a Deacon joint, y'all. Uh, yeah. No, this is this is like classic pop. Um, and in the video for it, they all dressed as women, which was scandalous at the time for some fucking reason. Um, this you... one does uh, doesn't have as much synth in it, does it? As compared to other songs in this album, it's mostly just kind of simple. It's it's simple, but it's still synthy. I mean, and I think is it? That, yeah, it's all synth. And then his his guitar solo is like a synth guitar too. So yeah, oh, okay. it, it's still very synthy. Um, I think acoustic drums, although without being able to listen to it while we do this, I can't really tell. Um, no, this this is just like to me probably the last great Queen song they did. And, you know, people in the UK will disagree with me because they're the same people who thought Oasis was the next Beatles. But, yeah, I, I don't... There was nothing really after this that caught my attention that much. I don't think we can say everyone in the UK thought that. Uh, apparently they did. I'm looking at the statistics. Yes, uh, everyone in the UK loved Queen. Both both Ringo and Paul disagreed vociferously. No. Here's a sports reference. Every year when there's a football team that loses their last game, like if they're not undefeated, there's a team that won every game of the season and won the Super Bowl, so they're undefeated. They get champagne and celebrate the fact that another team lost. And that's exactly what the Beatles do when a, when a band is called the next Beatles. And once it turns out they're not the next Beatles, Ringo and Paul get together and drink a glass of champagne and said, we're still the Beatles. Oh, see, you were referring to the Oasis thing. I was referring to the Queen thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, speaking of... Uh, sports games uh, do, you, do they still play like we will rock you and we are the champions at sports games I don't have they think so probably like I, I bet they, I've never heard it but I bet they still do because yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't because it's very exciting to stamp your feet and clap your hands mm-hmm. although that many white people they probably fuck it up uh, yeah no you're you're right his voice actually is well well displayed on this song and uh it's just catchy as hell i think um mm-hmm. and like mid-tempo yeah this so and, you you've tried to karaoke this one and it didn't work out for you it did not work out for me worked out better than uh don't stop me now which i find impossible but no yeah no it was I, he just goes up like i don't know if he goes up whole octaves or what but you don't really notice until you try to do it and then you're like oh fuck i can't i actually can't sing this stop the karaoke um, and you don't just mean your song. You mean just shut down the karaoke for everyone for the bar. rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, what's the point after that? Mm-hmm. Everybody's just going to feel bad. Let's listen to a bit of I Want to Break Free. This did not chart nearly as high in the U.S. as uh, as Radio Gaga, which hit number 16. This did not make top 40. But it's a better song. Here's, really? Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't hit top 40. No, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I think people were more into the new sounds than, like, these old. Oh, no, that's not true, because uh, Born in the USA was 84. Bruce Springsteen was, uh, as old, had been recording as long as Queen. Um, but was is that when he crossed over to, like, super duper yeah, stardom? Yeah, that was, that was his super stardom album, for sure, yeah. Uh, not so for Queen. Sorry, Queen. 
but you had a one last great song, and here it is. I want to break free. I want to break free. I, I'm just. I just saw a quote. That for some reason, MTV wouldn't play. I want to break free. Because they were dressed as women. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Is that really why? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, the quote is: MTV wouldn't wouldn't play. I want to break free. Complained Roger Taylor. It was a very narrow-minded station then. It just seemed to be all fucking white snake. <laughs> That's true as well. Um, although 84, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the history of White Snake as well as I should probably. Wow. Subtle name, though, for a band. Um, My pick, uh, or the last song, my second pick from this, is Hammer to Fall, which I picked just because it is kind of like that classic rock sound. But I also feel like it's too, they have too many poppy touches for it to really work as like classic guitar rock. Like always with their, with their background vocals, they're so like, kind of sweet and syrupy sounding and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, most most hard rock bands are not going to do that kind of thing. And, the, you know, they have the piano and stuff in it and keyboards. Um, but, it, I mean, it is an attempt at that kind of hard rock sound, I think. And this was written by Brian May. Yes, I knew this was written by Brian May. He always did the more rockin' stuff. Um, but I, I still think catchy, weird weird lyrics i remember even at the time there's a line that's like um what the hell we fighting for okay that's good just surrender and it won't hurt at all no that's not good because i (laughs) don't really think that's the solution but whatever queen uh they also wrote a song called don't don't try suicide on the game which the chorus was like don't try suicide nobody wants it don't try suicide nobody cares don't try suicide, wow. you're just going to hate it. Don't try suicide, nobody gives a damn. So it's kind of mixed messages there. <laughs> um, I, I am often unsure of what they're getting at. Uh, 
but they also were a band that played, uh, that broke the, uh, oh my god, I don't, was it the UN ban on playing South Africa? Uh, oh, I didn't know there was a ban. Yeah, during during that time, well, because of apartheid, I mean. Oh, they, they, oh why did they break it then? Uh, to make money, I guess. I think they said, like, at the time, you know, something like, we're not a political band and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, like, later it came to regret playing there, but still, you know, that's it's unfortunate. I mean, that's, that's, I mean we're not a political ba- band, so we're going to break the boycott, which is an actual political act, so right. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, you know, who else broke it? Ray Charles. So, I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, but he didn't know any better. He didn't. He couldn't. T- he, he thought couldn't he was playing to an all-black audience. That's true. I want, want. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of uh, Hammer to Fall? It's fine. It's it's a basic, very basic rock song that like you could probably mm-hmm. learn on guitar in two minutes. Uh, well, not me, but someone who knows how to play guitar, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Um, but you know, I'm. I'm down with that kind of dumb basic stuff. I'm not, although not down with "We Will Rock You." It's just too. I don't know. Maybe there's too much baggage with that song. Wikipedia uh, classifies this as heavy metal, which yeah. I disagree with. No, I disagree I too. Yeah, the like I said, the background vocals are too uh, pretty. I even, I even kind of think hard rock is going too far. Yeah, I mean, well, compared to like what you hear on top 40 radio i guess you could call it hard rock well the guitars kind of go away after a while don't they so it's it goes well they don't go away but they do add like the little piano tinkling yeah, and stuff so. yeah I, I mean is van halen hard rock i would say so yeah i mean yeah. unless there's another category I... just called shit but yeah I, I would say hard rock all right i guess this is hard rock uh anyway it's it's fine. I just wanted to do one that was a little different than the rest. Um, yeah, because they did like do somewhat political shit songs on this album, like Machines, Back to Humans, and like Is This the World We Created, where they were kind of trying... I mean, they made vague political stances. Even this song, vaguely political, but uh, I don't know when exactly they played South Africa, so maybe this was after, and they were trying to atone a bit. In any case, it's fine. Didn't chart here. Uh, number 13 in the UK. So let's give it a whirl. Here is Hammer to Fall. Oh, every night, every day, a little piece of you is falling away. Let your fires, the western wailing, build your muscles as your body decays. Yeah.
Yeah, we. I I'm do. just looking at. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia in other media for Hammer to Fall, and it. It seems like it's a science fiction favorite. It appears in the 1987 science fiction book, The Tommy Knockers. So I guess like they quote the lyrics, maybe, or somebody says they're listening to Hammer to Fall. A portion portion of the film is heard during Highlander, and a portion of the song is heard during a scene of the sixth episode of Netflix's Stranger Things second season. Well, Highlander, to be fair, was Queen did the music for that, so that kind of makes sense. But isn't oh Tommy really? Knockers, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, isn't Tommy, Tommy Knockers, Knockers Stephen King? Yes. Yeah. They classify that science fiction. Uh, that one I think is because it's about aliens. Oh, uh, I mean, I would just classify it as the best book of the last three centuries, but whatever. Well, Wikipedia. it's easy for you to do that without reading it. True. Oh, and here's a quick. I just clicked on the Wikipedia link, and and the first thing I saw is King would later look back at the novel unfavorably, describing it as an awful book. Wow. I mean, coming from him, that's pretty dire. Wait, did we play this fucking song yet? Yeah, I think you. I think so. Okay. Well, if we didn't, I'm gonna have to find a damn edit point for it. Um, we did. All right. I'll trust you, although I don't know why I've been burned before. Because I felt like I was talking about it after we played it when I brought that up, and I knew you always get angry about talking about the song that already played it. It ruined your, as you say, your flow. That's true, and I do say my flow, and I do get quite angry. Um, and you then you proceed to say kiss my grits. No, I've given that one up. It's too it's a little too harsh. Now I say, did I do that? It puts people more at ease. Still angry. Though. I really I really think you should find an illegal way to watch the Detroiters. It's so funny. All right. Was was that brought on by my uh catchphrase? No, it was oh. brought on by the word harsh. Oh. All right. Well, I mean Certainly, I'm a enterprising young man. I can find some way to illegally see TV shows were I so inclined. I would imagine. I mean, I never tested Did it, you hear obviously. It? Ghosted got canceled? I kind of... No, I didn't hear it directly, but I saw Adam uh, Scott tweet something that seemed like it referenced that, so no, I didn't. I, um, had, I had stopped watching it for a while, but just... I forget why, but whatever. I started watching again. It was... It was pretty funny. I'm yeah, I think they picked it up during the second half when it came back. I, I think they got new writers and stuff, he said. Yeah, on the, uh, they changed the showrunner to Toby Lieberstein. I think his name is Toby. The guy that played Toby in The Office. Toby. Uh, oh, yeah. Paul Lieberstein. His name is not Toby. Paul Lieberstein, I think. Yeah. Because he's one of the few Office regulars who didn't have their same name in the show. Like Angela Kinsey plays Angela and... Please I don't think Stanley, I don't think Stanley has his name either, so it's not that few. But a lot of the back, like the regulars, have yeah. their, their Oscar, name. Michael Scott, played by uh, uh, Michael Carell. The main people don't count. I meant like the like the uh, Angela specifically, and only Angela. Well, and Oscar. Angela, Samantha. Mona, uh, that that's last season too. Uh, not who's the boss? We but. should we should do who's the boss? Yeah, versus, versus Rod City. No, we've already. Oh, we did it already. What? I don't remember watching who's the boss since no, I was we a didn't kid. Do so who's I don't the think boss. No, I said we should do it versus Broad City. Uh, I know we've already well, done Broad City, but that, that one specific episode. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm ho- I'm <laughs> hoping he'll come back for the last season for an episode. Um, 
We could do it versus Taxi. No, that doesn't make any sense. Tony Danza. Well, where? Why are you not getting this? I'm being as clear as Crystal Geyser. Uh, yeah, fuck this shit. So, so Queen, what, Queen, when Freddie Mercury died, did they just stay as a band, or did they all go their separate ways? Bass player was like, "Fuck all y'all, I'm out." Uh, guitar player Brian May and drummer Roger Taylor um, toured with uh, Paul Rogers from like I don't know what the fuck was he from Bad Company or Free or some terrible 70s hard rock band as their vocalist and uh, I think they even might have put out an album with them uh, and I don't know who the fuck played bass and then they toured with I think with Adam Lambert from American Idol <laughs> oh that's recent yeah. yeah yeah so but you know, when they do these things without Freddie Mercury do they still call themselves Queen yeah no they call themselves oh, that's Queen that's not still. right no it's really not I mean although the Who still calls themselves the Who I guess it's only half the band yeah, but the the like it's Peter Town, Pete, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh. but so John Deacon is the guy that said forget it. Yeah. Do you have any reason? I think he was like, you know what, I want to live my fucking life and not be in a goddamn rock band. And plus, Since... Freddie Mercury's dead. I mean, I think that's reason. That would be reason enough. It's not like they were struggling. I'm sure he was fine. He had enough to retire on. Now, I, I clicked again on his Wikipedia, and he says, as far as we are concerned, this is it. There is no point in carrying on. It's impossible to replace Freddy. And I guess we was the mouse in his pocket. Yeah, him and, and that bit of cheese he keeps for a friend. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Kudos to him. I get, and it's weird, too, because they could still, like, the two of them could still work together and call it something else. Obviously, they know how to write songs and work together, but... I mean, who's going to go see that, I guess? Um, anyway. Yeah, not the best. We'll do another Queen album, an earlier one at some point from their heyday. Uh, oh, back when they did all like country music? Their heydays? Yeah, no, you're thinking of Hey Rides. And uh, that was not Queen. That was Led Zeppelin. I remember doing a Hay Ride when I was a kid. I remember the hot chocolate, and we wrote in the hay, but... I wonder if it was a horse. If it wasn't a horse, we just were just ridden by a truck. That seems pretty stupid. Well, I mean, you grew up in the modern world, so I don't know that it's so much stupid as smart. And Are you? Do you think I grew so up much... in Rocco's modern world and I'm animated? Because that's, that is not true. That's but well, it is the dream. We don't do video Skype, so that is how I picture you. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't. I don't even think. Wait, why did they have hay rides? What the fuck, man? You grew up in it's a like major ha- city. Halloween time. Oh, okay. Thanks for explaining. Um, well, it's Halloween time, so they dress like, you know, city things like derelicts as scarecrows and uh, hookers as hay rides. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, we didn't have that tradition out here in the West. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't get cold enough. No, yeah, we just put, you know razor blades and apples yeah that was a good idea scared a lot of people off not only that but it gave x-ray technicians a lots and lots of overtime and with that we're going to take a break uh we'll be right back with janelle monet dirty computer
We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian Stucker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the start. It's gonna take some time and patience, but all the best things. And we're back with Janelle Monet. Remember that, Pat? Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Right, What's John Bonet? Now I can only think of John Bonet. Anyway, this is this is one of my favorite albums of the year already, and I guess it's halfway through. It's a really good album. I think it's my favorite still uh, of the year. Yeah, and it's there's been a lot of good music this year. Yeah, this is this is awesome. It was I'd already listened to it a few times, but it was nice to actually listen to it a, like a ton of times for this. Yeah, was, I, I was fun, and I listened to it. Um, a ton of times when it first came out, because I was like, "Oh shit!" I really am. I I don't know why I was surprised because I've always liked her albums. Um, but I was like, "This is just good from beginning to end." And yeah, I think that's the difference. I don't know if her other albums are as good beginning to end as this one. I think I think there's other songs I like more than songs on this, but I think this one, every single song is good. Consistent, yeah. Even and and uh, even though I guess you would say it's like R&B, it is also very, like, stylistically all over the place within that. Like, yeah. the first song is has Brian Wilson on it, and it sounds it, like a Brian Wilson song. It reminds me a little bit of St. Vincent's last album in, in that way, where it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's somewhat different genre, but, I mean, I think she's still... I think they're both pushing boundaries musically and lyrically. Mm-hmm. On on both albums, man, we should have compared those. Although I guess they're only a year apart. Nope, never mind. Pat wouldn't have gone for that. I might have because I love both albums. Um, yeah, I just I agree. It, like when you picked your uh, two songs from this, I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, those aren't like singles, but they're great. Like you can pick any two songs from this or any three songs yeah. as we did, and it's going to be good. Um, so the song Pink. Yes. Featuring Grimes. Is Grimes the one that is dating Elon Musk? Elon Musk, yes. Yes, she is. Well, she's very good in that song. Yeah, I actually, I like Grimes. Um, and she's like, she kind of does what I do with music, although obviously better. But like, I don't think she's really musically trained. I think she uses like, you know, Ableton Live or Pro Tools or something to make music. Um, it's all computerized. But she, yeah, she's really, uh, I enjoy her stuff. Um, sometimes her voice wears on me a little, but I do enjoy her. Uh, and yeah, pink. Well, we, I think we didn't pick pink. We didn't pick pink, but it is a good, um, illustration of what this album's about, which is, you know, kind of freedom and sexuality. Um, in a, in a big way, you can tell she feels like super, I don't know, confident. What I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but like, it's almost open. Yeah. Open. She's like, this is me world. Um, and it's very cool and very, mm-hmm. very frank, like sexuality and stuff. I, I do want to say one thing I, 
I noticed when I was listening to um, the three songs we picked is that she drops an F-bomb in each one of them, which I like. Um, not just because, you know, they they can't put that on the radio. Obviously, they can do edits, but you know exactly what fucking words she's using. Um, but also just kind of, it's it's almost like, hey, everybody don't be so uptight, you prudes. This is real life. This is how people talk. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but um, I do think it, it's cool that she could... I, I mean, I consider her a pretty major artist, although as we talked about, she's playing in San Francisco, which I didn't get tickets to because I didn't know about it, and it sold out immediately at, at the same place I saw like Slater, Kenny, and The Replacements, so she's obviously not that big. I just feel like she's big. Um, yeah, I don't... Well, it feels like she's big because of the artist she's doing. She's getting on her songs. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. Well, and Prince was working on this album with her, I guess, before he died. Really, and I was. That was one of the things I was going to talk about. That it really does feel like a, a Prince album in a lot of ways. It it feels like a, a um, prime period Prince album. Yes. Yeah. And uh, one of the songs is, I mean, might as well be a Prince song. Like if he was reincarnated, you'd be like, oh, that's Prince. If I mean. If he was reincarnated, what the fuck am I talking about tonight? If he uh, was still alive, is it? Or... That's what I meant to say. Okay. Uh, if he woke is up it, from his coma. Which which one are you saying? I was thinking I got the juice was a very Prince song to me. But what were you saying? Oh, that is well, no, it's one of the songs I pick. Make me feel. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah I agree. Um, but but the way he would, because uh, for a. It, for one one of the songs, well, we'll talk about it. I thought um, this kind of has a Michael Jap- Jackson vibe, but overall, just the way she um, mixes genres and like the, I think the instrumentation is really cool on this album too. It's like she's got a lot of surprising shit going on. It's very Prince-like. Like it, it's pretty genius album, I think. Um, yeah, Prince Prince definitely left a mark all over this and he did something with her on her previous album and i've got like some bootleg live show where she's on stage with him too uh so they were she obviously influenced him i think when i was reading about her i don't have the page up now um you know she cited like him and michael jackson as influences as well as like uh a bunch of other crazy let me see okay i got it i got it up uh so she said Noted some of her influence, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Prince, Outkast, Erica Badu, James Brown, Grace Jones, Stevie Wonder, David Bowie, Jimi Hendrix, Bernard Herrmann, Funkadelic, and the Incredible String <laughs> Band. So, and that's that's pretty diverse, and that's pretty cool, and you can hear it in her music. Like, she, she's not a slave to one genre, you know? Like, she's not like, oh, I'm R&B, so everything's going to sound like this. And this quote about... Prince is this way that she has of thinking is something I like. I really like about her. Prince was act- actually working on the album with me before he passed to another frequency. I like that. That's very Janelle Monet. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I love it. She's like unique and in pop. That's a super rarity. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody should buy this album. I don't, I don't think you should get it illegally. I think you should buy it. It's worth it. Yeah, it is. It's it's like we both said, it's one of the best albums of the year for sure. Yeah, um, and Entertainment Weekly even gave it an A minus. A minus. 
Entertainment Weekly, you know what? They don't want to look stupid in a couple of years and be like, oh, we overrated it, so we just put the minus on there. You're idiots. It's an A album, at least. Um, but let's talk about some of the... Man, we went, like, all our songs are on the last half of the album. Is that right? No, you're, the no. first song you got is on the first half. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Did I pick Take a Bite or yes. Crazy Classic? Take a Bite, okay. Yeah, Crazy Classic Life was a single. Um, at and I I thought you might pick that one, but I'm like I'm happy that you picked the ones you did. So yeah, that was I mean it's really tough because I like some of the songs and there's a part of Crazy Classic Life that made me want to pick it, but I just like the the weirdness of Take a Bite so much. Not weirdness in in a bad way, just the the Janelle Monae of it. Yes, yeah. it's it. There's all these uh, cyber puns. <laughs> and it's just, it's a fun song. Yeah, take a, take a bite, B Y T E. We should say yes. Yeah, uh, although you know, it's I think she's got the cyber type stuff in there just for fun. Like it's pretty obvious what she's really talking about. Um, but this is the song that I mentioned earlier that kind of had like a Michael Jackson vibe to me, a good like thriller era Michael Jackson vibe to me. Um, but I can't really explain it more than that. I don't. I don't really hear that. No. All right. Well, I guess I'm a fucking idiot, I'm, according to Pat. No, everybody. I, I just think I'm too dumb to pick up on it. Um, but a great, a great song. Yes. Like lyrics like my random access memory wants you to come again. Yes. <laughs> and and catchy and upbeat like. Yeah, maybe it's even more off the wall, Michael Jackson. Why am I still talking? Yeah, go on. Um, any anything else that you? No, it's a, it's an awesome sound. It's, yeah, it's really good. And I I mean this is I don't usually bring up lyrics, but this song does have a lot of great lyrics. I saw my therapist. She thinks you are my magic sin. I really, really like that. Very, yeah, very clever lyrics. Oops, jeez, I mm-hmm. popped on that C. Um, uh, also, I wanted to say, like, I and I don't, th- I don't mean this as an insult. Um, it it's got a very '80s feel to it, and a very '80s Prince feel, maybe more is what I should say. Uh, in that, it the focus is um, so solidly on the songwriting and that kind of experimentation um, musically that he did mm-hmm. in that period, and not so much, like I said, like current pop R&B is is very monochromatic and and very uh formulaic uh which you know i guess i guess top 40 pop has always been this is not formulaic she like does just cool shit with with all the songs yeah and i mean this song specifically goes all over the place sonically it it sounds differently all the way through and that's that's very fun yeah and yet she still makes them all super catchy um Mm -hmm. which yeah Yeah. it's just it's just an amazing feat let's listen to it because uh we're dumb and she's smart uh here is Take a Bite by Janelle Monet. You can't. 
Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't realize that Prince worked on it, and that makes more sense. I thought it was more of a tribute since he had just died, but I, I mean, it, it's kind of both. So it's, yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, and I mean, especially this song. She even mentioned this song, saying like he gave her some sounds and stuff, you know. And it's it's got that um, like the kind of Kiss vibe that I love, you know, the stripped down funk thing, and then it it goes into a big um, big breakdown chorus type thing that's that's very cool and powerful and just i don't know it's like a funky song what else can you say about it <laughs> and uh and you know a uh, celebration it, of sexuality and, 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 and like we talked about with the other song it's interesting sounding it has like that kind of a backwards beat sound you know what i'm talking about like, yes i do yeah, and that's that's neat. That's just fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's so minimal most of it, but there's like cool shit going on to keep you interested. Um, I mean just just the guitar thing alone is cool enough anyway. Like it, it's it's super catchy. Um, and there's the the sections where she kind of sings. I guess it's with the guitar where it kind of it almost sounds apocalyptic, where it's like things are exploding. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's there's. Nothing wrong with this song. Uh, if we can't have Prince anymore, I'll take this any day. It has has a very theatrical feel to it. Like I could imagine her doing all kinds of awesome stuff at a show around this song. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You can see yeah, okay. when like that that kind of that breakdown part comes. You you know that shit's exploding and lights are flashing. Um, I mean, I I can only guess because I will never know. Apparently. Don't get to see her live, but uh, she's coming to, to a festival, which I know you hate. Nope, never gonna go. What what is she going to? Coachella? Outside lands? Is that uh, near? Yeah, that's in Golden Gate Park. Yeah, there's. I think she's coming to. She's not coming to Philadelphia at all on the tour, like the tour that you say that she's that that tour. But she's coming back in September for Made in the USA, which is the the. I don't know if he still does it, but it used to be the Jay Z curated show. What is with these, I mean, I guess festivals are for people in their 20s who don't know any better and don't know that the sound is absolute shit and you're like fucking miserable standing in a gross field for hours surrounded by drunken idiots. But I, I What's interesting about the Made in the USA one is it, it they close off the parkway, which is a part of Philadelphia near the art museum. And it's like, that's not right. You should be closing public land off for a concert that the other people have to pay for. And then I think, well, that's not a big deal because you, you could stand to the edges and hear it for free. Yeah, I I always consider that. Um, but, you know, Janelle Monet I would want to see as well. I don't know if it would be yeah. to just stand there and listen. 
Um, yeah, the, the one festival that I consider going to every year, and yet I still have never gone, is in Oakland. It's the uh, Burger Boogaloo, which I think is actually happening this weekend, that John Waters always hosts, and it's always like, uh, you know, kind of punk bands. Like this year, I think Devo and The Damned are headlining. And, uh, you know, it's always cool bands. It's just like the, the whole festival atmosphere is, um, you know, any, anywhere I go where I have to use a port porta potty i'm i'm not down i'm too old for that <laughs> to quote the great danny glover um anyway we haven't even played the song here is make me feel uh one of the second of many great songs on this album yeah. baby don't make me spell it out for you all of the feelings that I got for you Can't be explained but I can try for you Yeah baby don't make me spell it out for you You keep on asking me the same questions And second guessing all my intentions Should know by the way I use my compression That you got the answers to my confessions it's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender and emotional sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. That's just the way you make me feel. 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 Uh-huh. So good, so good, so fucking real. Uh-huh. That's just the way you make me feel. So please don't stop it You got me right here in your jean pocket Laying your body on the shag carpet You know I love it So please don't stop it It's like I'm powerful With a little bit of tender And emotional sexual bender Mess me up, yeah But no one does it better There's not I like that. Yeah. I, I thought you might be confused because I put take a bite and I like that. Like I was saying, I like that about take a bite, but you figured it out. Kudos I, to you. I use my, my left brain a little. Yeah. I, this is just a, like a really cool sounding song. It's very, not very, but it's slow-ish. Yeah. It's more of a slow jam, jam for sure. 
But what I love about it is her rap at the end. The, the lyrics are awesome and like heartfelt, which you really don't hear often in pop. No. But they also sound great. She's a great rapper. It's just like so yeah it's great well you hear them in pop but in a very saccharine sappy way that is stupid usually that you know turns you off but yeah no in this well and it's also like the whole the whole song has like that hook with like the kind of angelic uh uh, you know going through Mm -hmm. um which is awesome and then it also like breaks down at some point um to just like guitar and her singing it which is very cool like it's just such a cool song, but yeah, the rap is is the thing. In the, when she talks about being in eighth grade and and you know being basically put down for her looks, kind of her, at, well, at the clothes her, she's wearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she, but it's like I don't care. Yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah, but it's a really it's a it's a positive super. It's a really good song. Yeah, and that's never me. The, oh, me that's, oh my oh my oh my oh me oh my oh my my. Yeah. Okay. That's never the step that I got to. When I got put down, I was just like, oh, fuck. All right. I guess I'm a piece of shit. Um, so good good for Janelle Monet for being like, no, fuck all y'all. Uh, yeah, no. There, there's nothing nothing wrong. I mean, this is actually a, maybe the best example to me um, of what the album's like as a whole because it kind of goes all over the place. And, yeah. Uh, but, like, coheres still. Yeah, no, and that yeah, that rap is something I think everybody can relate to, especially if you think back to eighth grade. Um, so let's let's just play it. Here is I like that by Janelle. talk about one of the major parts about how political it is and in really coherent interesting ways and that's awesome yes well it's 
racial it, politics and, and uh, bigotry, and it's really good. Gender politics, sexual politics. I mean, it is. It is. You could say it's a political album, but it's mm-hmm. that makes it sound like it's boring when it's not. I it's mean, not at not, all. No. She's not like stone faced about it at all. Um, she can make a point and make you dance. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's quite an achievement. This album, I think, and and uh, I don't know. We could play every song on it, like I said. Uh, but you know, you should go buy. Yeah, it. That, there. I mean, that, there's lots of songs I can say. I really wanted to do Crazy Classic Life. I wanted to do Screwed and Screwed Pink. Is yeah, there's, great. Pink is great. It's, yeah, it's a great. So, what are the singles? Uh, um, make me feel is the first single. What, yeah. Is there any other singles? Make me feel. I think Pink and uh, Crazy Classic Life were singles. You know what? Let me see okay. if there are any more singles from this. Uh, now, God damn it, Janelle Monae discography. That's what I want. You guys are hearing me go through my process. Oh, I like that as a single. Oh, and huh. and Django Jane is a single. Okay, Jesus. Um, I I like that is the most recent single from it uh did not chart wow these songs didn't fucking chart dude that's it's even make me feel it charted at number 74 in the uk oh, well I guess uh it got to 99 in the u.s that's so weird pink charted at 21 oh you're looking at oh at on the r&b chart okay i was looking at the i guess just the regular billboard pop chart. oh well, i was just using i was just looking at wikipedia yeah, no, that's what I'm looking at too. But uh, oh, okay. the first column is just U.S., and then the second column is like, and third are U.S. R&B, which is where she had they charted higher, which is oh, good. I see. But still, I mean, this it's crazy to me. I to me, this is like a number one album. Although, it's, is there any reason that Pink charted 14 in Iceland, or is Iceland just kind of reflect what the U.S. does? Yeah, I don't think they have uh, their own culture or. Uh, consciousness oh wow that's oh oh sorry i'm thinking feel, of greenland make me feel as charted much better than any oh i see what you're saying with that's 99 gee that is, seems particularly low yeah i i it's insane it's a me. great this song it's awesome song such a oh, wow. it's a album that could be i mean even though like we said it's all political it could be a party album I, yeah i don't get it yeah uh u.s you you're fucking up everything even your even your music charts, Jesus. Um, anyway, I'm sure she doesn't care. No, she likes that. Yeah. Keep going, Janelle Monet. Anyway, um, yeah, definitely between those two albums, I think Janelle Monet wins. I, I obviously my musical. <laughs> I'm stupid, but I, I did not know Pink featured a sample from Pink. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, well, I mean, I didn't know that until I read it either. I think because I don't, I wouldn't know a Pink song if I was rushing to turn it off. But no, no, Pink, a, a song by Aerosmith called Pink. Is it also? Does it also sample uh, a Pink song? I thought that I had read it sampled Pink, but maybe that's what it meant. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know that either. I mean, fucking. It would be awesome if it sampled both. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I would have thought she'd sample actually Pink before Aerosmith, but. You know, what do I know? Um, anyway, yeah, great album. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm so I want to. I, I want to see what's going on. I want to watch the video for Pink because it features Tessa Thompson. And I like her. Going like, back to Veronica Mars, I like when people from Veronica Mars do well. 
Who Tessa Thompson? Tessa Thompson was in Thor Ragnarok. I don't know if you saw that. But oh, she yes, I know. She's on Westworld. Westworld. She, yeah. And she, in Veronica Mars, she played the baseball player's daughter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask you for your whole life story. I was trying to figure out who Tessa Thompson is. I, and I was telling you um, by giving her a whole life story. Yeah, I know. I, I don't watch videos ever anymore. Me neither, but I'll watch I'll check one. out some Janelle Monae. Um, all right. Is Recommendations. Yeah. Patience. You Patience. go first. Patience. I'm still thinking. Uh, I think I have a couple podcasts I've been listening to. One is called Habitat. Have you heard of this one? Nope. It's from the Gimlet Network, and it, uh, which is kind of an annoying network now that I hear how nasty they were to Starly Kind, but whatever. It's about wait, uh, nasty Mass- to who? Sorry, I don't know this story. I don't think Starly Kind. The that's the not host somebody's of- name. The host of Mystery Show, or which used to be on the Gimlet Network, and apparently they, I mean, I, not apparently, the show was unceremoniously canceled, and she was not given advance notice, which was kind of crappy. And then after she was gone, they like put other ads and in, in the in on the show, even though when the show was recorded, she specifically talked about the products she was advertising for, and they didn't notify her they were doing this. So that's kind of crappy. And that show that with the guy from Scrubs was not very good, and it's about. Based on the guy who started Gimlet, but anyway. Wait, the guy from Scrubs. What the hell are you talking about? That sitcom, the podcast sitcom oh, with that was based Zach on Braff. Zach Braff. Okay. Yeah, the guy that started. Anyway, the show is good. It's Habitat. It's it's about a uh, NASA has plans to someday go to to Mars, and they need to study what what like the interplay between the people on the because they'll be stuck in the ship together for a super long time, even on the planet. And uh, just how they will be together when they're together for such a long period of time. And they went to Hawaii, where, like this remote place there, and just kind of simulated being on Mars. And it's it's really interesting. Oh, I knew about that project. I didn't know about the podcast. Yeah, that so they were all given tape recorders while they're in, in the... Uh, uh, and whatever, whatever they're calling Pod them. or whatever they're in. Yeah, yeah. They 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 just tape record everything, and and the host of the show kind of, you know, she gives some backstory, a NASA backstory, like of, of astronauts in the past, and she gives little histories of the people that are in the pod, and it's it's really good. It's a good podcast. Did anybody? I mean, I know this is a spoiler, but did anybody? I haven't finished murdering it. each other. Oh, okay. Well, but maybe. I would imagine. Uh. And you got another podcast as well, Habitat. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's one's Habitat. I have to look up the name of the other one because I know what it's about, but I don't remember the name. The Gateway. It's a podcast about this like Dell computers, frou frou uh, spiritual guru called Teal Swan, who's had some people call her like I don't know that she causes people to commit suicide, and it's just this guy does a bunch of interviews with her and, and just looks into that. And again, I'm only a few episodes in, but it's really interesting. So you don't know if the guy kills himself. The, the host of the show, yeah. I, I know for a fact he doesn't. Oh, okay. It's too bad. Uh, there, speaking of spiritual gurus, I know we're in recommendations. This is some, I don't know if he's considered a spiritual guru. I can't even remember his name. But do you know about this dude? I want to say... Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to even hazard a guess as to where he's from, but... He goes in these arenas, and he just stares. He just looks at the people. That's all he does. And people are crying and weeping, and they're like, 
he touched me so much, just the way he looks at you with such kindness or whatever the fuck. Have you heard of this dude? No, but All I think right. I found him. It's his name Brock. Wait, I did a I did a search what? for staring guru. Brocco, sometimes called the Gazer, is a self-styled he- healer from Croatia. Croatia, yes, that's him. Oh my God, dude. Anyway, everybody look up uh, Brocco, and if anybody's been to a Brocco uh, event, please let us know how it affected you, how it changed your life, because uh, I'm having a hard time not murdering the dude myself. My recommendation, since you brought up podcasts, uh, I will do The Hidden Brain. It's probably fairly well-known. I think it's an NPR thing. Uh, have you heard it? Nope. Oh, yeah. Hidden, or of it. Hidden Brain. I don't know if it's the or just Hidden Brain, but it's good. It's, you know, it's a lot. They talk a lot about, you know, like confirmation biases and things like that. Just just the way we fool ourselves and, and also just interesting scientific uh reports on on how the brain works and stuff uh but it's fun it's not you know it's also not stone-faced about it uh and i've always been interested in that shit so yeah hidden brain is one of the podcasts of the of the literally hundreds i've tried within the past few years that i i have kept on my thing which is a uh which is a mark of distinction i think because a lot of podcasts after a couple episodes i'm done so yeah, check out Hidden Brain. The host could not pronounce his name if he paid me, and he he pronounces it himself on every episode, but uh, it's a difficult That's, one for me. It's funny, the NPR page for it does not list the host's name, so I can't even try. Oh, Shankar Vedantam. There you go. Uh, yeah, they probably couldn't even spell it. That's why they... Uh, yeah, so Hidden Brain is, is a good one. Uh, that looks like a good one. Baseball umpires don't get overtime. Does that affect extra innings? That's a topic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's shit like that. Um, I mean, it's going to be more detailed than that, but um, yeah, very interesting stuff. You know, they apply it to real world situations. I Ad- guess. Admit it, parents, you play favorites with the kids. Yep, every parent knows I, that. Yeah, this sounds this sounds good. I mean, you know, you got a kid who listens to fucking Limp Biscuit. Obviously, that's not going to be your favorite. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Bad. Rate us highly on iTunes and write a glowing review or a crappy review as long as you rate us highly. Yep. Both actually are good, but better is the rate us highly. And um, did you say that? Oh, like us on Facebook. And most importantly, tell your friends, family, coworkers, underlings, overseers, and all of the above Man to listen servants. and enjoy. Um, yeah, we've been getting, I, I see on the page, we're getting like new people liking us. Yes, uh, well, one of them I, Thanks. I know. Um, and it's about fucking time she liked us. But yeah, we're getting like, new, I don't know how they're finding us, but I guess I just have to assume people are telling their friends. So uh, to all you new weirdos listening to us, thanks. Uh, and until next time, Next time might be a movie one, but also I'm gonna say it on air just to shame Pat. Let's do let's get our list together for the best uh, songs of the year part one. Oh yeah, because uh, and that time we might not be able to put a Janelle Monae because we already did the episode, but no. we will talk about her songs because they definitely will be mentioned. Oh, she's going on mine. I already I already sent you a partial list, but yeah, I 
You did? That was a long time ago. I know. must be in March you sent it. I'm totally revising it. So, Uh, all right. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.